Welcome back, talkers. It is another Sunday, another record day, and um, some one particular topic that I'm going to try to unpack, and it's it's going to be hard to sort of articulate how I feel about it. Um, certainly, something not everybody's going to agree, and uh, it's going to be an interesting one. But I'm going to have to take this a little slower, a little step by step. But um, pretty good week. Um, unpacking the week of work was, was long, but it was good. Good football this week. Uh, I think maybe I'll, I'll start some of my episodes by doing that rather than just jumping right into a topic, but you know, overall life is good. Um, just, uh, winding down, getting ready to start a little bit of a short week because everybody's got Thursday off or 95% of the population. So, um, Show's going good. Um, remember, Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Overcast, and I think I said Pocket Cast. I always get those ones mixed up. Um, I actually have a line to get in on Stitcher, and I got to be able to do that. Um, someone's asked me to get on Pandora, so I got to learn how to do that. But, um, the uh, the big story of the week um, is obviously the Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal. And unless you lived under a rock or are extremely old and don't have social media um, or internet or don't read the newspaper, you know, I'm going to recap. I, um, last summer, Rittenhouse went to a Black Lives Matter uh, rally. Uh, protest uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He had an AR-15 and he killed three people. He claimed self-defense. He he was brought up on uh, charges of, I should have looked that up and I meant to. Um, he had five different charges. One was like, um, not, you know, unlawful. Um, possession of a firearm. So his charges were um, hold on. Now it's just telling me that he's been uh, He had a count of first-degree reckless homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. Count two, first-degree reckless endangerment safety, use of a dangerous weapon. First, count three, first-degree reckless endanger, endangering safety, use of a deadly weapon. Count four, first-degree intentional homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. Attempted first-degree intentional homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. That's the one where he shot the guy, but the guy lived. The other two are for the guys, the, the gentleman that died. Um, uh, and Huber. Anthony Huber. And um, 
I want to get his first name right. Joseph Rosenbaum or the two gentlemen that he died, that he killed, I'm sorry. And then the sex, the sex, the sixth one was possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18. Um, Gage Grosskreutz is the man he shot in the arm. So he was acquitted on five charges. Um, and then that's part of what I'm going to talk about. Um, he went to this, this protest from nearby Antioch, Illinois, which borders Wisconsin, apparently. Um, there was some talk that he brought the, he carried the gun across straight lines that his mother drove him across state lines. Now, keep in mind too, I didn't mention he was 17 at the time and, um, he was facing life in prison, I believe. And um, I have heard and I've read um, that that's not true, that the uh, the gun was actually at a friend's house holding it until he was 18. Um, so there's some inaccuracy there if, if, if that's true, allegedly, kind of a thing. Um, so... The reason why I'm talking about this, because it's not super surprising that he got off when you start listening to what, you know, Wisconsin law is and, and things like that. The The first thing that struck me about this whole thing was how the prosecution tried to admit into evidence that he had prior... Um, there was prior video of him saying he was watching looters at another time and he was thin. He said, you know, Oh, I wish I had my AR with me. And I, you know, I'm paraphrasing, you know, I'll let you know. And he said, um, that he would, you know, he would kill them or he, or he would shoot them or something. Then the, the judge absolutely like ripped the prosecution a new one which this was the first thing that I really paid attention to in the trial I heard it on the radio then I went back and I looked it up and to me that set the tone that the judge was on the defense side and he's not supposed to be right um I saw another blurb with the judge and he was talking about how if he had you know, another high profile case, he wouldn't allow the media to be in because he felt like that was, um, influencing this, that, and the other. When I, I kind of believe he influenced the jury by siding with the defense. Um, he sided with the defense to drop the gun charge because according to law in, in Wisconsin, that the possession of the, the gun didn't have the length and wasn't sawed off. It was, you know, manufactured this way, apparently, to where it didn't meet the criteria as a deadly weapon. Um, so part of what I'm trying to unpack here is the fact that this is a white kid claiming self-defense. He shot three, he shot two people, three people killing two of them. He almost never even had to sweat it out. I'm, I'm sure he was, I mean, I, you know, he is a, after all a kid, um, when this happened and made some terrible decisions and I am in no way, shape or form excusing him because I think he should have, 
he should have been found guilty of something. He he wasn't there with the intention that he says he was. And I'm going to unpack that as well. But when we talk about instant um, white supremacy, nobody that I'm that I know that is a non-white person that is a black or a brown per- person, they don't talk about white supremacy like someone's coming in with the hood and, you know, KKK and a swastika. Now, granted, there are some people with swastika tattoos. You know, they're, they're not as, it's not an obvious thing for the most part. Um, but it has been so top of mind and so many, you know, far-right groups that are saying, hey, they're saying without saying that, you know, they're white supremacists. When we talk about um, systemic racism, this is what we're talking about. Where many people believe, and, and, I, and I can't say I don't because I do, that had this been a, a young black male, there would have been every motion, there would have been every reason, there would have been a charge on top of a charge. You know, if his shoelaces were the wrong were the wrong color, there there would have been a charge for that. So the judge sets the tone pretty quickly and people think that systemic racism is, oh, I can't get a job because I'm X, Y, and Z. Yes, of course. But it's more that people whom have been, you know, on the wrong side of, you know, this country's loving great attitude, they fear that it's the cop that doesn't like black or brown people. They fear that it's the judge that's going to throw the book at you for having, you know, an ounce of weed, but then the white kid that has an ounce of weed, oh, he has a troubled this and he's this, and they make excuses for them. Well, that's what it appears was happening here. You know, he was a good kid. He he was in a he was in a police cadet uh, class. He went there to provide first aid. I don't know what first aid he needed to do to provide with a shotgun. I mean, shotgun, a machine gun. Um, and I don't know what he said. He was there to protect the businesses. To if it fits me, I'm not protecting anybody's business unless it's a family business. Unless it's my business, it's my brothers, it's my cousins. Supposedly. The, the shop he was protecting, quote unquote, didn't ask him to. Um, he, he wasn't there necessarily with permission. And uh, he, he thought for one reason or another that he needed to carry around an AR-15 so that he could administer first aid at some point like that. To me, that just doesn't add up. I mean, it just doesn't. Like if you go, you know, you set up a little tent you know, you, you try to be sterile. I mean, I don't know. He he was going to administer first aid, but then winds up killing two people and, and wounding another. And to me, that just doesn't make sense. So I think by the judge having this outburst and basically ripping the head off the prosecutor set the tone, the jury right then and there probably thought this this case is bogus. Um, they, there was, and then he, he didn't, he didn't, uh, allow an evidence because it was on an iPad and it would distort the image. Like he gave this kid every excuse in the book to not have things go wrong, to not have it to where the jury would see 
certain things. According to the, the stuff that I have read, the stuff that I have listened to. Um, and then dropping the gun charge, you know, it just makes it one less thing for the jury to consider, right? Maybe, to me, that might have been the only thing that he he may have been convicted for. Because the judge maybe subconsciously knew that things were going in the right way uh, for him. So it's it's pretty disappointing that it appears the judge was on the side of the defense when he should have been neutral. He should have, you know, and, and again, I'm not a lawyer. I, I, I don't have a, you know, a black uh, robe on. Um, and maybe I just don't know any better, but it, it's just, it just doesn't seem, just didn't seem like this was fair and partial. Even though it kind of leaned in his favor to where he's acquitted, it should have been right down the middle and it wasn't. Um, so when we talk about systemic racism, this is what we talk about. We talk about how a guy goes across state lines with or without a gun. Like, And again, it's probably a little bit overdramatic. It's, it's supposedly a very short trip. They border each other. But, you know, he went from his house to you know, to another part, to another state, for whatever the reason, um, to go to, he was not on the side of protesters. Let's just put it that way. That's where I'm going with this. He, he has shown since this that he is not, he is, you know, he's obviously second and pro second amendment, which I am too. I have no problem with people having guns. People I know have guns. People whom, you know, have reason to have guns. They want to go hunting. They they're they're shooting enthusiasts. You know, um I don't know that any law-abiding citizen needs an AR15, much less a 17-year-old who to me is not mature enough to have a a, a gun at all, much less a high-powered, you know, automatic weapon um that he brought to a hostile situation. It's not an open carry state where he was just walking down the street with his AR-15 and got attacked by people. He brought the gun to a hostile situation. One of the reasons I do not have a gun is because in a hostile situation, I am very, very um, um, hot-headed. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a thinker. And, you, you know, granted, he was attacked with a skateboard. was probably the worst of it. Yes, you could lose your mind and you pull the trigger and maybe you don't mean to and you know, but he seemed pretty confident up there. By the way, his freaking crying charade was all crap. I don't think anybody believed it except for the people that were supposed to believe it, the jury. You know, I did what I had to do to protect myself. Okay. Would you have had to protect yourself if you weren't running around with a gun? Like, you want to go help people but you're walking around the town with the gun while the riots are starting. Um, while the, you know, and I don't even think it was really a riot. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't recall it being that way. It was, you know, it was a protest. And, and, and another thing, the way that these things happen, everybody wants to shit on Black Lives Matter movement. It, it's not the Black Lives Matter movement people that are the ones out there wanting this. They want to go out there and peacefully protest and then other people come out and they want to, you know, 
maybe they want to cause trouble. Maybe they want to loot a J.C. Penny or whatever. But that's that's not the intent of the movement. In in, in my understanding, in my opinion, I just think that this kid's intentions, while maybe have been good, air quotes, because I don't believe that, but let's just for the moment give him the benefit of the doubt and say he really did go there to help people. Then why the gun? Like, if you thought you needed to protect yourself, you couldn't have had, like, a 9mm in a holster? Like, you're running around with a machine gun. Like, like I don't understand. You know, black and brown people can't run around anywhere with a machine gun. You know, and then the whole aftermath where he shoots them, he puts his hands up, the cops run right by him, worrying about people who are breaking into things and not causing bodily harm, maybe. He's got a machine gun. Tried to turn himself in. I guess that was the right thing to do. But then he gets a bottled water. He's seen with the Proud Boys. You know, all of this stuff, none of this stuff was allowed to be taken into account. Where he was gloating about killing people with a free-as-fuck t-shirt on. Like, and that's where I'm saying systemic racism hides the things that are important so that someone, you know, that has reason to be in the in-crowd in this case, maybe he's just because he's a white kid. He he they didn't they didn't throw the book at him. And they throw the book at black black and brown people, what seems like at an alarming rate for lesser things. Um and the whole shooting of the thing, the whole reason for the protest was the, the gentleman that got shot was Mr. Blake. He responded to an altercation, it looks like, between two girlfriends or something. He he was trying to flee the police. He he reached for a knife or he reached for something in the car and he got shot in the back. But this kid's walking around the, the town in the middle of what, you know, could have been chaos or looks like chaos in some of the video with a machine gun. And the cops don't even pay attention to him. How do they know that he's not there to shoot them considering, you know, blue lives matter versus black lives matter. And nobody, nobody paid one damn bit of attention to this kid. So he gets acquitted. And part of the reasons why he got acquitted is I think the prosecution botched the whole shit. I I don't think they presented a very good case. I don't think that they had, you know, they, they were behind the eight ball once the judge started admonishing them I just don't know that they did enough to convince the jury that they that he was guilty, right? But then the other thing is is that he picked out of a hat. He picked jurors' names out of a hat. I guess that's some shit they do in Wisconsin. Like, um, a predominantly white jury. And um, there was... The charges could have been less if they determined that he had... He went there with the intent to hurt people, that he did not meet the criteria for self-defense. Self defense. He could have been convicted on lesser charges, which would have been lesser jail time, lesser of two evils, if you will. So we have to go back to the fact that he now walks free. Two people are dead. One man is disabled. Um, and and the guy admitted to pointing the gun at him. To me, I believe he was the last one shot. 
So at that point, he's self def- he has self-defense. He had a reason to point the gun. Jury didn't see that way. You know, people are, oh, we got to respect the, 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 the verdict. This is what the justice system is. No, it's not. And that's the point. The justice system can be swayed and can be rigged, unfortunately, based on what you look like. You know what I mean? Like, now, you know, they, they want to paint these, you know, especially the two deceased people, oh, they're they're ex-criminals or they're bipolar or, or whatever they are. Uh, one guy threw a plastic bag at him. Oh, he said he was going to kill me earlier in the night. Well, we don't know that. All we have is your word. And how was he going to kill you? Was he going to get close enough to suffocate you? You know, he grabbed your gun so you felt threatened. You couldn't have shot him in the kneecap? You couldn't have shot a bullet in the air? You know what I mean? And, and this is, it's just one of those, like, things where, like, why would you go to a hostile place with a machine gun? If, if you were intending to be good to people, if you were not on the side of the fence where it appears that you are, if if you're if if you're right down the middle and you're like yo I'm here to help people, then why, then why need a gun? Why feel the need to protect yourself if you're there to protect others, or if you're there to help others? One thing that that stuck out too is uh, Chris Cuomo, who who I really like, um, I respect him. Um, he he sort of put it in perspective on how. Rittenhouse wound up getting off the way that the laws are written, the way that, uh, you know, certain verbiage in there and, you know, it stinks. I don't think anybody wins here. Um, he does because he's free and he also does because of what I'm getting, what, what I'm trying to get at his lawyer, his main lawyer came on the Chris Cuomo show that night. The man was obviously very tired. Um, wasn't really looking into the camera. And I don't even know his name. Um, I should probably look it up, but then I stopped talking because I'm starting to think. So, um, he, um, he was just sort of uninterested um, in the... In the verdict, really, it sounds like. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse, lawyer. So this is from Newsweek. Kyle Rittenhouse, attorneys accused prominent Republicans of trying to profit off his client, calling it disgusting. Rittenhouse is charged. Yeah, we already know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to find the uh, lawyers. His name's Mark Richards. So that's what I'm going to talk about. He said he had to counsel Rittenhouse about the company he's going to keep, about people that he's going to associate with. The GoFundMe, and he wouldn't say who, but the way that he implied or suggested, um, A, he, Tucker Carlson and the Fox crew were following Rittenhouse through this. And, and that's the other troubling part about this in terms of a racial still a racial tension. God forbid this kid would have killed somebody who was black or brown. Um, 
he killed other white people that were there for the cause, we think. Um, and they could have been there to loot. Who knows? Um, he killed allies, basically, right? But Tucker Carlson and Fox had a, were following him. The lawyer didn't agree with that. He's saying prominent, G, you know, Republicans are trying to profit off of this. People who believe in the Second Amendment, which to me doesn't make any sense. It's the right to bear arms. It's not the right to kill people. I don't get it. I don't get the correlation, I guess is what I'm saying. They're all up in arms and people are cheering. And, and this guy is a celebrity. Just think about that for a second. He is a celebrity. Because he went to a protest, which is, again, one of our, you know, the, the freedom to assemble, right? Hoping this country can find racial unity. And he kills two people on the other side of the aisle. And the right is talking about how great this is. He's acquitted. Oh, praise the Lord. Like, really? Like, really? You really expect the black people and the brown people of this country, um, the, the yellow people of this country, to now think that it's it's safer? You know what I mean? And And I'm not particularly fond of how the president handled it either. Because I don't believe that the, tr I would not be surprised if somebody digs something up on this judge, finds out he's part of X, Y, and Z, finds out that, you know, so-and-so don't, you know, donates, donates to his campaign or whatever. But it sounds like the crowdfunding that came for this guy, for this young man, was largely a right-wing, you know, Proud boys, proud boy esque sort of crowdfunding that paid this guy. And this guy did not look, this, this attorney did not look comfortable with the fact that his client got off. Sure, he had a job to do, probably was played handsomely, but he, I, I feel like he feels like it's blood money at this point. And we have to, as a society, understand that there is people in this country that unfortunately still do not like black people or brown people. And there is, yes, some black people and brown people that do not like white people. But if you look on the surface, guy goes to a rally, goes to a protest, kills two people, claims self-defense, he got a fair trial, it's over and done with. But that's not it. I don't think for a second this guy's going to lay low. I don't think for a sec he's going to write a fucking book. There's going to be a fucking movie. And people, whom are predominantly probably white, are going to fund it all. And, and, the, and, and the fact that he's young enough to... He's going to continue. He's going to have a life at this point. But he may become a police officer at one time. And how do you know he's not going to hold a grudge? How do you know that he's, you know, not going to, you know, be on the wrong side of equality? You know, how do you know, you know, that he's obviously not young and impressionable and thinks these people are his friends? And it's just in, in not understanding that it's an agenda that they're pushing. And 
young white kid got all the excuses in the world. I believe young black, brown, yellow, you know, so basically a black, Hispanic, or an Asian kid doesn't get those excuses. You know what I mean? What I just think about it if it was reverse, where Rittenhouse was the one that was killed and he was killed by a black man or a brown man, then he would have been the thug, he would have been the looter, he would have been the perpetrator, and they would have found out that he had a le overdue library book in the fourth grade, and then that would have turned into that he, he had been stealing from the library since the fourth grade, or he would have uh, gotten into a fight over a girl in the gym, and it would have turned into that he beat up his girlfriend in the gym, you know what I mean, like, It, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Like how he wound up having basically the entire right wing of the country fund all of his, his stuff. He had a judge that was obviously on his side and, and he won. He basically won. Now people say, oh, his life is ruined forever. Not if he's got these people backing him. Not if they've, they're trying to get him a job somewhere. I forget I forget where it was. Uh, um, some Republican is trying to get him a job somewhere. Like, he killed people and people are like raising his hand in triumph. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back, you guys. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, part two, or second half, so to speak. Um, so just a quick recap, uh, talking about uh, the Rittenhouse acquittal. He was acquitted on the five on five of the six charges. One of the charges, the the gun charge, was was dropped, and um, kind of just my like my thoughts about it, like why, why it's it's kind of it's a bad thing. Um, I mean, for him, it's not bad, but um, if it can go, it can go a couple different ways, right? So where I sort of left off was that. It's entirely one thing, Second Amendment rights, right to bear arms, no no, no disagreement there, not, not really understanding why, why AR-15s are needed, if you're a gun enthusiast, if you're a hunter, if, you know, absolutely protect your family at all costs, you know, why regular citizens have access to, to, to high-powered, you know, for the most part, military weaponry, right? So... People who support the Second Amendment, people who are Republican, n none of those things are bad. You know, that that's who they are, um, you know, politically and, you know, that sort of thing. What troubles me about this whole thing is the judge seemed to be on the side of the prosecution. The judge seemed to... Or it is believed, and I don't know that I've seen enough of this, but it is believed that, you know, the judge did this so he could get on TV. So that he'll be, you know, he had a thirst for fame kind of a thing. But I think, you know, he, he set the tone very early by admonishing the prosecutor. Um, and, you know, it, it, it just set the tone 
to where people whom are on the side of the aisle that believe that systemic racism exists, this is a, this is an example of such a thing where it appeared that the judge was on the side of the defense who happened to be a young white boy with a high-powered machine gun at a protest for racial unity um, and killed killed two people and injured another um, because he claimed self-defense. Now, of course, he did have some altercations of some kind with people, but they did not allow the evidence to where it appears that he was not there to be a peaceful protester. They didn't allow that. The jury didn't get to get to hear it, um, was not allowed to consider it. And the mostly white jury, you know, acquits the kid. But the most troubling part is how many fans this kid has. Like, how many supporters. He was his entire, and this is from his lawyer, I'm not making this shit up. His legal fees were crowdfunded. The lawyer would not say, and the lawyer was uncomfortable when asked by Chris Como who did it, who funded it. He had to basically, I'm guessing he lied, but I'm again, I'm guessing he allegedly, he, he, he basically gave a vague answer, so he didn't really lie. I apologize. He gave a vague answer. You could tell by this man's body language, his lack of eye contact with the camera, his unwillingness to give 100% good answers. He was not comfortable that with the backers of this young man. And that is the troubling thing about this whole thing. Is not that... Wasn't a situation where there was some kid and he was, you know, in an open carry state and he was at a local 7-Eleven and he got attacked by like three drug druggies and he killed two of them. Wasn't a situation where he was at his house and three kids broke into the house and he killed two of them. It was a situation of he went to a place that for the entire summer of 2020, there had been protests, there had been violence, there had been looting. And he went to a place, supposedly because he was such a good person, that he wanted to perform first aid. Yet beforehand, there's video of him talking about how if he saw looters, because he was watching looters, this is like a, I'm guessing it was like an Instagram post or something, that he that he wished he had his AR-15 with him. So the media and, you know, of course, his defense attorneys painted him as this, you know, up and coming kid who who wanted to be in law enforcement. All well and good. One of my brothers is now a former police officer. But if that's the case, don't you know the consequence of using your weapon? Don't you know, or at least weren't they teaching you and guiding you and starting to train you in these classes you were taking that, you know, guns are to be used with caution? You know, this kid was was pretty stone-faced when he said, I did what I had to do. He's led to believe that that's what, that was the, that was what was right. And he's, he's been pictured with Proud Boys. He's been pictured with Free As Fuck t-shirt. Um, the cops did, the, the cops literally ignored him. He did try to turn himself in. I mean, you got to give him some credit, right? But 
why are we just why why are people celebrating that he's acquitted? If you're his family, if you're his friends, absolutely. But enough people crowdfunded this guy to have a a great lawyer apparently who wasn't cheap. Like I've had a lawyer and they're not cheap. You know what I mean? Like I don't that's what troubles me about the whole thing. It's not because people think it should not because people think it's about gun rights. Not because people think that it was in self-defense. He went to a hostile environment with a gun. He went and he convinced the jury, which, again, I guess you got to respect that, but he would never convince me that he went there because he wanted to be a peacemaker in a hostile place. It, it appears by the people he's hanging out with, the people that funded his his um his defense the 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 news channel that had that was following him the news anchor that wants the the story the people that are cheering in the street for him and even back rewinding back to that his love his video I'm sorry saying that he wished he had his 18 when he was his AR his AR as he put it watching other people watching other people riot and the fact that if you look at this as big picture, you had the Blue Lives Matter group and the Black Lives Matter group. And he is obviously on the Blue Lives Matter group. So that almost lends you to think that you can't go to a place to give aid to people unless you're giving aid to one side of people, right? So... It'll be debated forever. Did he really feel for his life? You know, the jury has spoken. I mean, it's not going to go back to trial. Unless, of course, like I said, they find some some uh, monkey business with that judge. Which I kind of feel like they may have already done that. But there's some internet sleuth out there that's looking, I'm sure. And I just think that while it's not an obvious race issue in terms of he did not kill anybody who was black or brown that I'm aware of at least not judging by what they look like and what their names are um I haven't heard that there was any you know previous instances of him using any racial slurs or racial overtones or or things like that but at a time when this country is more fractured than I've ever seen it, and, and I'm closer to 50 than I am to 40 at this point in life, when black people in particular, but brown people too, have to still try to convince the world that there is powers that be against them, And something like this, people are cheering that this kid got off. And it's not enough for black people to say it. It's not enough for black people to start a movement. It has to be us. It has to be the people who may not see it firsthand, who may not 
feel it, who may not have it ingrained in them, that they're fighting an uphill battle. And I, and I think the hardest part is, is that lives are lost in, in these, in these situations. And for him, his life should be different forever. But again, the fact that there is powers that be and sounds like some very powerful people that are backing this kid and giving this kid carte blanche, you know, especially now that he's been acquitted, it makes me worry about if if that fracture is going to get bigger, if that is going to become a divide so so big that there's going to be tension and I and and I have somewhat a vested interest I mean I have a blended family at this point my my son biracial my 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 adorable grandson biracial um plenty of my friends and people whom I consider family are are black or Hispanic or Asian and you know and everything in between and we can't continue as a country to think that systemic racism doesn't exist. We may never know if he got off on some bullshit. Um, you know, I, again, I think the judge set the tone. I think based on the comments from his lawyer after the fact that there was some very powerful people that were on his side. And it just makes me wonder, like, what were they on his side about? Because to me, this isn't about the Second Amendment. To me, this isn't about self-defense. If you put yourself in a situation. Um, the only thing I can sort of kind of equate it to is if I go to a bar and I go there to have a good time and a fight breaks out and I have to defend myself. And I have a gun and I shoot somebody and they die. I didn't go to the bar with the intention of shooting and killing someone. I didn't go to a place that I anticipated or expected to be a hostile place. I went to a place to have fun. You know, the fight breaks out or, you know, someone's, you know, messing with my girl, whatever it is. Fight breaks out. Somebody dies. That to me is a in public self-defense. You know, I go, I go to a, you know, a gas station to get gas and, you know, it's late at night. Guy tries to rob me. You know, I kick him in the face. He falls and he hits and he hits his head on the ground and he dies. That's self-defense. Now, if I go into, um... If I go out to a place that I know that my enemies are going to be at, that I mobbed up with my friends and we're going and we're going to attempt to, you know, create a situation or respond to a situation and then somebody dies, that's not self-defense to me. So that's where I think to me, he would have lost the argument or he should have lost the argument. But 
his lawyers did a damn good job of convincing people that he was this young, you know, well-to-do kid or good intentioned kid. And, you know, he killed. And the other thing too, is I was wondering why was he wearing medical gloves? Maybe, maybe that's one of the things that leads people to think he was there to provide medical attention. My thing was, is if I kill somebody and nobody finds out then my fingerprints won't be on the gun to me. So it's just, it's just troubling. It's disturbing. It's unfortunate that he went to a place knowing there was going to be tension with the machine gun. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. If you're going to a place, you know, that's going to be violent. You know, there's going to be, yes, I'm cracking open another beer. Um, I don't think you get, I don't think you get to use that defense, but you know, maybe it's different. Maybe if he, he was tried here in California, it would have been different. Maybe, you know, other states have different laws. I mean, ultimately he won. It's just troubling that this is exactly to, to people, and I guess they're on the side of the aisle that I am, this is what systemic racism looks like. It's not because he is racist necessarily, because again, there's been no reports of that. I'm not saying he is. It's it's the fact that he got away with what a lot of people like myself perceive to be being an aggressor in a situation. He got away with being armed and dangerous and he got killed. And black kids are dying in the street for not being any of the two. Um, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, you know, these names have come up again. You know, Breonna Taylor, she was just sleeping in her house. Now, granted, Kate, you know, there was, you, you, and, well, granted, probably not the right word, but then we always bring up the bad about these people. Oh, Trayvon Martin was in the neighborhood with a hoodie on and it was dark and, you know, the numb nuts thought he was X, Y, and Z. Ahmaud Arbery trial's going on right now. This is going to be the one that if these men get off, these white men in a Southern, in a Southern state, they get off for killing Ahmaud Arbery and all he was doing was jogging. And by the way, I like to jog. I think all, I think all hell is going to break loose. And then that's what scares me. You have this, you have this trial going on. Now he got acquitted. These men, now they're claiming they killed him in self-defense. The guy was jogging through a fucking neighborhood. You know what I mean? We just have to be hyper aware you know, we have to understand that these things are, are at play. These things still exist in this country. It, it, and it, it breaks my heart to even think about it. But we have to do it. And it takes people like me saying it. And people are going to be mad. And some of you that listen to this may not listen anymore. I don't know. I just think it's, you know, the justice system, if it worked, it worked. I'm not saying it didn't work. But what I'm saying is, if anything, you have to think about why you have to think about how none of us understand the law well enough over there none of us understand i'm just saying on the surface it looks like between the judges the some of the judges rulings that lean towards the defense some of the judges comments about you know high profile case and you know um like he mentioned, I forgot how he said it, but like influence from media and whatever, 
you know, Tucker Carlson with the film crew there backing from white ring groups to pay for this kid. Um, the fact that, you know, they're painting the, the two men that died and the man that got shot as criminals, you know, what, and I don't believe there's any evidence of them looting or anything that night. Um, you know, I don't know that anybody in this situation is completely innocent. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't want to lose friends. I don't want to lose, you know, people that disagree with me. I'm just saying we have to look at things that just don't seem to add up. And I'm okay with him having, you know, he's allowed to have a gun apparently too, which was another misnomer. I think it's okay that he was able to, you know, if he's legally allowed to have a gun, he's legally allowed to have a gun. But when you use your gun, you're going to find yourself on trial. Now, Greg, again, he got it. He, he he did it. His lawyers got him off, you know. And then, of course, people are going to start, oh, well, OJ got away with it. Or, you know, Casey Anthony got away with it. People get away with shit. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that they're innocent necessarily. And this kid's got a long way to go, you know. If I was him and I was really sorry, um, I wouldn't associate with anybody that made me look on the otherwise. So I hope hope this guy this made sense, guys. It, this is one of the reasons why I decided to do a podcast because I always have opinions on this stuff. Um, my opinions are obviously not going to be everybody's, and that's okay. Um, I am not in any way, shape, or form calling this Rittenhouse kid, if you've gotten this far, not calling this kid racist. I'm not calling this, um, I'm not calling bullshit necessarily on the jury, but I'm just calling suspicion to some of the things that I've paid attention to throughout the trial. And some of the things that most of us, especially of, you know, if we're not black, we're not brown, we're not, you know, Asian, we're not subject to think that there could be some systemic issues in this country and things like this tend to lead people to say, I told you so, or people that are on that side of the aisle to say, yeah, we knew he, we knew he was going to get away with it because he's a white kid. And I think as a white person, you have to kind of go, you know, you you feel some type of way. You're probably angry. You're probably saying, no, that's not, you know, the system worked and, you know, why is it always about race or what, you know, because you, you almost can't prove otherwise. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you can't look at it as a white person and think otherwise because the system they say was made for us. And I, you know, I consider myself other, another, a different kind of a white guy. I'm, you know, I have an ethnicity, my parents are immigrants, you know, those sorts of things. But like, we don't see it because it's not us. So if we look at it and go, you know, and God forbid, like, I don't want any black kid to go out there and kill anybody in self-defense and try the system to say, see, I told you so. But it just, it just seems fishy to me. You know, it, it seemed too easy for him to get off. You know what I mean? So now granted, he was brought to trial pretty quick too. So listen. 
this little podcast that a whole 35, 40 people, if not even that many, listen to, this isn't going to change nothing. But what I hope it does is let us know that we have to be aware that we got a long way to go with race relations in this country. Not the majority of us. The majority of us love each other. The majority of us don't give one rat's ass what the other person looks like as long as we have things in common and we can we can be, you know, live and let live. But when it comes down to certain things, there is still, the pendulum is still swinging away from unity. The pendulum is still swinging away from equality. Whether that's a group of people paying for a, a young white boy who has a self-defense claim at a at a at a racially at a Black Lives Matter protest, whether it's a judge who's you know maybe in cahoots with somebody, not that this judge is, um, maybe it's a lawyer that that finds the loophole to convict a black kid more so than the white kid, maybe it's you know the the system that will suppress a minority, you know, you know, all of these things are part of what we're trying with people and what black lives matter in my understanding is trying to outroot. You know what I mean? People don't anymore walk around with Ku Klux Klan gear on people don't anymore or didn't for a long time come out and use racial slurs, you know, and then we have coronavirus and people, you know, targeting Asians and best friend is Asian and it's just fucking ridiculous. This is a melting pot. This is supposed to be the beacon of freedom and equality to the world. And it's not. And then when, when things like this happen, it gets the other side of the aisle, the people who experience racism, who experience oppression, who experience systemic racism, it gets them to say, I told you so. And we have to look and say, maybe they're right. Maybe this is just a small example of could this have been this way? Listen, I love you guys. Um, thanks for listening. Um, tough times right now. And tough times because we're still fighting over stupid things like coronavirus too. So just, you know, have a listen. Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, PocketCast, Radio Public. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I'm underscore just underscore talking at Insta on Instagram. Um, drop me a note somewhere if you're interested. Um, on there, I um, I just want to do three things, you guys. I want to spread love. I want to spread unity, and I want to spread equality. Jello loves y'all. Out. Oh.